Listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Welcome back to the Common Fan Podcast. We're the Common Fans. TJ Burkle, Maddie Owens, Sr., Geoff in Lincoln. Check us out on YouTube, like those videos, and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of the fun, frivolity, and big red obsessing of the common fans. We are, of course, also available on all the major podcast streaming platforms. You know what goes well with your favorite Husker football podcast, gentlemen? Nebraska's own certified Piedmontese beef. This premium Nebraska product is raised and grazed in the great state of Nebraska. They've truly got the best steaks, burgers, and more, which you can see for yourself at your local Mercado butcher shop. 30th and Yankee Hill or 84th and Havelock in Lincoln and also at 162nd and Maple in Omaha, excuse me. You can also go to cpbeef.com to get certified Piedmontese products shipped right to your front door, regardless of where you live. That's right. They ship to all 50 states. Guys, I made a three pound chuck roast for the family recently and it was absolutely falling apart. Juicy, tender, delicious. You can't beat it. So what are you waiting for, Common Fans? Get to your local Mercado Butcher Shop or visit cpbeef.com, certified Piedmontese beef, powering the Husker football team and powering the Common Fan podcast. Friend of the program, Zach Carpenter, is back with us. Zach is, of course, the publisher of Inside Nebraska, your source for Husker news and analysis within the National Rivals Network. Zach, it's great to have you back with the Common Fans today, my friend. Yeah, it's good to be back. Feels good to be back in a swing of things. I haven't, like I was telling you guys, haven't fired up the the webcam and the microphone in uh, in a few weeks. It's good to uh, knock the rust off a little bit right before spring ball because we're sort of in that in that downtime. That February is uh, February and July are my two slowest months and slowest months for the program too, in that order. Yeah. So I was, I was going to ask, did you, did you get a little break? You know, signing day was February 7th. Have, have you, is a, you get a little break now and you know, it's not all go all the time. Not all go all the time. Uh, definitely like more laid back where we're not hyper like stressed or anything um, about whether it's, uh, there could be some breaking news around the corner at any moment, obviously. I mean, it's Nebraska, it's the Nebraska beat. So there's always something happening, um, but it feels a little more, I guess casual. Um, I'll still still grinding content out and uh, um, and going away at it. But yeah, I'm, I'm about to take uh, vacation to San Diego next weekend. I've never hey been to yo. San Diego. I haven't taken I've taken one actual vacation in uh, in my life since starting at like after graduating college. Like one one time um, for a week. So this is my first like legit vacation coming up. It's like all right, like nice. I've gone on trips. I've gone down for a week, like a few days to Nashville, for instance, but there's always something work-related involved, like some sort of twist on it. Uh, this is the first time I'm going to get away for a little bit with, uh, I'll still be working, but it's not a work-related trip. So if you guys, if you guys have been to San Diego and got any recommendations yeah. for me, I'm happy to hear them because we're, uh, we're all comers. We're, we're taking yeah. all comers as far as suggestions go. 
Well, that's that's great to hear. And you know, taking a little break, that'll give you a chance to catch up on all yeah. your common fan podcast episodes. Well, yeah, I got them all downloaded. Actually, right here in the queue for the <laughs> nice, uh, for the plane the plane flight out. So I actually it. do have several of you guys' episodes. I'm not kidding about that. I got the uh, yes, the one you guys just did with silly season. You can call it silly season. I think we uh, did call it silly season. Yeah, yeah we Tam- did. Tampering. tampering. Is, uh, you tampering. did. Yeah, silly season starts early. Episode. Yeah, sweet man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for checking yeah. it out. Street corn, just all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just street corn <laughs> hot takes. Know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zach, well, I guess we'll just jump in and be respectful of your time. But uh, we had noted beforehand that the Huskers have the number 16 class in rivals. Um, so we had a few questions we we're going to pick your brain about uh, for that. I guess the most obvious question that everybody wants to know is um, how many national titles can we expect from this group? And when is that going to start kicking in? Well, you figure they go three to five years on average. Uh, so okay. you're thinking okay. bet- between the three and five range. I mean, if the over under is three and a half, you obviously have to go over, be optimistic. Right. Right. Um, yep. Yep. At least Love Big it. Ten championships and uh, college football playoff appearances. That's the low bar, obviously. It is interesting, though, 100%. that uh, you, you bring that up and they are like, I don't know if this, maybe it's not different, but it feels different um, just from a bit of an outside perspective and an inside perspective. It's been on the beat now for two years. So this, this class is, is talking like, um, like a, like an elite class, like an elite class group of recruits where we want to win multiple championships. Like at Nebraska, you get lapped out the room in previous years if you do that. But now that they have this, the potential superstar quarterback involved and they have, they filled like every piece, like they got the offensive line class that has high upside at, at, the interior in at tackle, they got, um, they got receivers, they got every, they got everything but a running back in this, in this recruiting class. And um, you can address that out of the portal. So now I feel like expectations. Which they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And expectations feel like they've been, um, they've been raised and that's a, that's a product of the culture and what, what's happening in the, in that building, the belief and buy-in that's happening, which you, people roll your eye, their eyes at the, and I do too, sometimes the phrase buy-in, but that doesn't make it any less important if you're in that room, if you're in that culture and in, in that building. So um, I think it's exciting times around here. I really do. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean they're going to go and win a big 10 championship uh, next year. Um, they may go. Uh, 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 next step might be just a seven and five type of year or something like that. Like let's take it one step at a time and not, um, not get ahead of ourselves, but I, I do see bright, bright times ahead um, over the course of the next two, three years. And this, this class rules second class combined with some of the guys, a lot of the guys they got in the, the 23 class, that's sort of your nucleus of a, of building a championship infrastructure. So this is a really important class to turn things around. And let me just say, we, we, we are, we are all for getting way ahead of ourselves on the common fan podcast. Yeah. So, oh, well, that's why, <laughs> that's why you guys are named the common fan podcast. Because that's how Nebraska <laughs> exactly. fan base we, is like, we understood the, uh, you're, we understood. We heard you loud and clear playoff found next year, national yeah, 12 and 0, 12 right. and 0 and playoff appearance next year. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I was going to say, as soon Post as I scene. said that, as soon as I mentioned big 10 championship or playoff, like you guys stopped listening. You're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cut, his is, Cut his I mic was, off. Cut his mic off. I was going to say, we're going to, we're going to host, 
a first round game in Lincoln, but we're going to get the first round by instead. So we won't have there the opportunity. Yeah. Right, right. You guys are thinking like, all right, where should we be sitting? Like where, what would be the most <laughs> valuable seats to get for a playoff game? Like, and where's right, the exactly. Matt Rule statue going to go? <laughs> exactly. North Stadium, which, which side would it look best? Exactly. Well, you know, just to build on what you just said, it does feel like, you know, and again, I think Husker fans are sort of sick of hearing about recruiting rankings. And we, we off, you know, we recruit out recruit a number of our peers in the, in the big 10 West, which is no longer, but you know, we've often out recruited these guys and we, and they've still beat us on the field in recent years, but it does feel like there's a combination here of rule coach rule has stacked two really good classes. And th this one in particular jumps out because it's one of the highest historically ever in the, in the rivals era, highest rated historically ever. So we stack two really good classes. And I think when you combine that with the sense of stability that he brings and the fact that he's a guy that's done it before, he's got a track record to look at kind of when you throw it all into the blender together and, and also guys seem, as you guys seem bought in, they seem bought into the culture. They want to be a part. They feel like they're building something, et cetera. You know, again, I, I agree with you. We got to, we got to understand that, you know, even if Raiola does end up winning the Heisman Trophy, it's not going to be in 2024, most likely. Like there will be some bumps on <laughs> on the road. We can't assume all the problems will be fixed in 2024. But like it does feel like I think the word we keep coming back to is foundation. The pieces are there, like a foundation of really building something. And like you said, you know they address just about every need in this class. Yeah, and they supplemented it ideally. Like they they're in in the transfer portal. Like I mean. The, the first wave of, of the recruiting class, the 23 class and the 23 transfer portal hall, like just so many, so many players. And then you, you think um, coming back around this time, that's going to be a smaller class. And then we have to reset, readjust expectations because like, oh, okay. They're, they've clearly set their, um, uh, made their strategy, their philosophy known now that like, we're not care, we don't care about uh not surpassing a certain number of players to bring in. And maybe, maybe that's just for the first two classes, because like you said, uh, TJ foundation is, uh, is the name of the game. Like that's what rule wanted to do when he brought in that big class. And um, his, his first time around last off season was we got to get, we got to get guys who we believe in like our guys. Um, that was sort of the approach. And, mentality we gotta have an influx of, of of talent and the right the right fits here and we're seeing that second time second time in a row but and that's in the recruiting class of bringing high school talent which is always going to be the basis um he he talks about georgia um he's he's mentioned georgia like three or four times like about how uh, we want to build a model we want to model our program after that if you want to win championships why would you not take from the model of a team that has won championships. So um, their high school recruiting is always going to be the base. And then we saw the first time around where transfer portal was more, was used as uh, um, almost like a, like an old miss, like Lane Kiffin uses it. But then this time around um, it was to fill, filled needs, like fill gaps. And they needed, there were like, there were six or seven, the uh, spots that I think I, and I think a lot of others thought, okay, these are needs to address in the portal. And I think they, they filled five of those. I mean, you get a running back who can, who can come in and compete right away. Um, at least one receiver and they got two of them. 
um, an offensive lineman who could start right away. Um, and then a linebacker because the after you graduate two veterans in, in Nick Henrich and, and Luke Reimer, get an extra uh, linebacker who is starting experience. Like he, I mean, he's a surefire day one type of starter. And then you get, uh, was that one, two, three, four, that's five of them. And then um, you get a corner, you get a stash, you get a, a grab and stash cornerback who you develop out of the, out of the FCS ranks. So um, you get a little bit of depth behind that to develop. And um, the only, I think the only thing that they didn't grab that would have probably been a, um, either a luxury or a need would be a quality backup quarterback like out of the portal. But that's, that was probably going to be the hardest one to get because of the nature of, of quarterbacking. Like you're, it's going to be hard. You're going to be hard pressed to find a, a quarterback out of the portal who's leaving one situation um, to come in and say, yeah, yep. I'm cool with being the backup. Just right. I'll be, I'll be smoking a cigarette over here. If you guys need me, I'll, I'll come in. <laughs> All right, Len Dawson. Bruce, style. he's time to shine now, baby. <laughs> yeah, Len Dawson style. Like you're not going to get that uh, a lot of places. So that was honestly the most difficult one. And I, I think in the end they may not have even been looking for that. But after spring ball, we saw rule. We heard rule talk about it. That that is a that remains an option on the table if they go through spring ball and they feel, hey, we need a, we need another guy. So they'll they'll address that if it if it's needed and um, and add that that quality backup but i mean other than that i think um they had a really good offseason and you guys uh, that's like what seven or i think they've won seven in the last eight offseason national championships now like they have they they are yeah. the bama of the offseason yeah. i know we joke about that yeah we joke about that and i genuinely i think it's funny um and but this offseason does feel i don't know about it i know that people are probably gonna roll their eyes like oh this offseason feels different every offseason feels different but this offseason feels different um, they're just I, I, there's a on paper and gut feeling um, element yeah. to both so 100 percent. well zach i for me and i'm sure many other husker fans i always kind of like to see how we do in recruiting compared to you know, kind of our traditional Big Ten rivals. Traditional seems kind of weird to say because we haven't been in the Big Ten that long. But, you know, with Wisconsin and our our buddies off to the east, Iowa, um, our, you know, our Midwestern Big Ten brethren, if you will. And brethren might even be a little bit too chummy of a word. But um, in your in your post-signing day write-up, you mentioned that the Huskers have out-recruited Iowa the last couple of cycles. Um, we love to hear that. But, you know, unfortunately, it hasn't translated into beating Iowa. They always seem to make those just hang around and make those disgusting uh, late game punt block return touchdowns or whatever it might be, um, you know, and they're and they're developing their guys, which I think we'll get better at. But they've just kind of got that consistency in their program. What the heck do we need to do to have that translate and beat them on the field on Black Friday? Well, one thing is shore up the turnovers. I mean, just talking about it from the last couple of years, I mean, they, they, they're they one and one against Iowa in my time on the beat. And um, I think that first time around, they had one turnover, and that was late in the game, and it almost cost them. Like the, uh, the Ramir Johnson fumble late in the game. That's right. That was the moment where it's just like, no way is this going to happen again. Like, yeah. we already got our stories written from, from our perspective. Like, I already have, like, 90% of my uh, my post game write up written and like we should come to expect this type of thing like but then last year 
you definitely hold off on that because it just felt like in every game, not just against Iowa, that that backbreaking turnover was right around the corner, and it was like that's the the interception to uh, from Chuba Purdy to set up the the game winning field goal for Iowa. Like that that's that's one part of it. That's from an on field perspective, but also it's I guess if there's a mentality aspect to it, it's um, it's getting that Iowa bug out of your head. Like <laughs> never settle for Iowa. I mean, in Iowa, I didn't know this my f- very first or maybe it was my second week uh, in June 22 when I got here. Um, I made a joke about, like because I drove from Ohio all the way to Nebraska. It was like a 12 hour oh, drive, God. stop in between, and then 12 hours back. And I did a on our message board. I did a, a corn rankings because I drove through half of Ohio, which most of Ohio outside of the big three cities is a lot of cornfields, Indiana, yeah. Illinois, which I grew up in central Illinois, Iowa, rode through a little bit of Kansas for whatever reason. I think the Raptors took me on that. And then Nebraska and I, I power ranked the cornfields. And I, I was just making it up. I just put Nebraska number one, Illinois. Uh, I think I put Nebraska one, Iowa two, Illinois three or whatever. I like had Iowa's maybe one or two and, complete joke and then there were like three or four people like this is a bogus take like i was <laughs> yeah. sucks all this i'm like <laughs> the new guy yeah i'm like all right well we'll chat that one down we'll pass that, that one off yeah, next, yeah, time, research. Yeah. next time i come up with a, a fake list of, of corn rankings i'll put iowa lower just to, <laughs> just um, any anytime there's any comment from anyone uh remotely connected to nebraska directed towards Iowa. It's always inflammatory. It doesn't matter what it can be. If you're joking, if you're talking about something as silly and trivial as corn rankings, Iowa fans are going to take it way too seriously. And they Nebraska are fans are going to take it way too seriously too. Yeah, we do. We're sides. bad too. Very, We're bad too. It's very on edge. But yeah, I mean, um, it could be, a, I think it could be a mentality thing. Like, I mean, uh, the, you look at the, um, the Nebraska-Wisconsin quote-unquote rivalry it's the same type of situation where you just can't shake that and you're getting you're getting guys in here i mean matt rule total new coaching staff all these players in the last two classes and the transfer portal cycles who um who don't know what that that's like and uh it's like we we haven't lost iowa we're coming in here we haven't lost to wisconsin like um in this freshman class so um you're getting guys in here who aren't experienced in failure, I guess I would say. Like, um, I, th- I think that part of it's an important piece of it too. Absolutely. So, um, you know, thinking of the the kind of cornerstone of this class, Dylan Raiola, um, he really seems to be embracing the role of a leader already. You see him at you know, women's basketball games, wrestling matches, you know, other Husker events. Are you, now that he's on campus and taking classes, are you hearing um, anything about him? Or like, are you sort of in, you know, he, he seems to be, I know we're, we're, we're mindful of not putting too much on the kid, even though we call him the savior and Luke Skywalker and all sorts of things like that. Um, <laughs> but um I haven't heard the Luke Skywalker but, one. That's good. Well, that's well, that's what we call it. <laughs> that's just us. When you catch up on the common fan episodes on vacation, you'll hear it. Um, 
So, but <laughs> just kind of curious, are you, what are you hearing about him or, or are you hearing anything about him? And I know it's just kind of winter workout time. Yeah. It's a little yeah, bit what's more his, quiet time. What's his favorite color and <laughs> what kind of car does he drive? <laughs> what's his Scarlet? favorite ice cream? Yeah. Scarlet, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Crim, uh, crimson and cream. Is that the, why, why am I drawing? Scarlet and cream. Scarlet, scarlet and cream, right? I said yeah. that and that didn't feel scarlet. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Scarlet is uh, obviously his favorite color, but um no, I mean, I, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary or nothing extraordinary or anything. It's a bunch of the stuff I think you would expect. Just, I mean, there's not a lot of, uh, if there's positive things, uh, talk about Dylan, like not much of it's going to surprise me. I mean, he's a leader from the front. Um, he knows how important it is to be, um, to start growing as the the face of this program. He knows how much his, his commitment is signing with this program meant to, um, meant to the fans, meant to the program. Um, I, but he's, he's really, really good. And this is the, the thing you're not going to see on tape. And it's, it's his, it's his superpower is, um, I call his superpower his brain. And that's yes. Reading defenses. Like he has a photographic memory or close to it where he can look at, he can look at the play design and go through it, go through the process and have it, have it down pat, know the offensive line protection, um, protection down. I know the, um, just a quick aside, I know the center and, uh, and Donovan Rayola's, uh, system. I mean, this system is, um, he's the one who sets the protection, change protections, but if you have a quarterback who can do that, obviously it's going to be a, uh, a, a big weapon to have, but he's great at all that at, um, defensive recognition or play or, uh, scheme recognition and, um, knowing fronts of the defense, knowing the offense, that's one part of it. His brain processes quickly, like he is processing of information. But on the other side of it, he's very good at staying even keeled and staying balanced, not getting um, too up or too down. Like, and you hear that about so many quarterbacks and a lot of it's not true. Um, But this guy, it is, I'm telling you that he is. And that's, I I think I said this um, last year when, after a couple games of Jeff Sims experience where that's the hardest part to evaluate in a quarterback is, um, is that, that type of approach, like, are you built for the moment? Can you handle this? And we saw, we've seen multiple guys in college. uh, We just saw last year that Jeff Sims could not. And I think it's so important to have a guy like that for this program, especially because of the nature of it being a fishbowl, it being so much hyper attention on you that you need a guy who, if you throw three touchdown passes and 300 yards in a game, like, cool, like, so we're going to celebrate tonight, like, happy for, happy for our team, like, all this and that. It's right back to work the next day. And if you lose, if you throw three picks and finish with 95 yards and, like, you get blown out, all right, that sucks. Let's get back to work, ready for film. Like that's, yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the step it's in now too, is it's, let's get to work. And that's what he's been doing. I mean, that's, that's what I would expect from him. That's what he's been doing. He's, uh, he's going to approach it with, um, he's going to perfect, he's going to approach it with that balanced mentality. And that's the persona he has on the field. Like you never see him rattled. Um, that doesn't make, mean he's not going to make mistakes. He's going to have games where he throws interceptions or fumbles uh, in his freshman year. Might have games with multiple picks, but that's not going to change who he is, like how he approaches things. And that's the, that's like the hidden specialty of this guy is, um, is that sort of, that sort of approach. And that's honestly might be where he's 
like Mahomes, like Patrick Mahomes the most. Like obviously it's not that level, but when they were both at this at the same stage in their career, I think that's what you saw. Um, and then you obviously advance and develop or grow from there. But um, I know, obviously, I know I'm rambling, but I, I can't say enough good yeah. things about the guy. Like, and I think that is one that is not talked about enough and that we're going to see a lot more. Well, so that's, you're, you're, you're always welcome to ramble good, about Dylan yes. Viola on this program. Yeah. This is a safe place. Especially when you compare him to Patrick Mahomes, because that's pretty heartening <laughs> seeing what we saw last weekend and where he's at in his career. So yeah, we could um, we could talk about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl for the next hour. Like if you guys need me to stay on, longer, I'm okay there. I'm, 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 I'm good there. <laughs> it's been it's been a good run after twenty. I'm a, I've been a diehard Chiefs fan since I was nine years old, and it's twenty plus years of just yeah. playoff embarrassment, heartbreak, like more embarrassment. And now we're. It's been a good, been a good run since we got yeah, that had a guy. Good run there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, spending some of that time talking about Dylan and these guys, I'll tell you, and as you've probably known from listening to multiple episodes, I'm considered the ultimate common fan. So when you present rankings to me and things like that, I'm like, I don't know what the hell this means. Just I'm an X's and O's guy. Just tell me if the kid's good or if he's bad. <laughs> so if you throw five stars next to him, I'm just going to trust you and say, Five star good, he good player. <laughs> star bad, he bad player. So we understand recruits, but when you were talking about the cigarette smoking backup quarterback, is there a ranking for like transfer portal players? Is there a way to rank those people? How do I know for a common fan if this transfer that comes in is good or not? Like, where can I even go to find information like that? Well, what a setup, Jeff. We got oh. rivals transfer portal uh, rankings at uh, rivals.com. Oh, there's a tab. You can go to the transfer portal tab and transfer rankings, transfer team rankings. Uh, it's all set up like a pretty little course line there for you. Lovely. Um, for all these rankings. Not, that's, that's the transition that uh, all, all media outlets, like uh, the um, big three um, in um, 247 and us that we do, um, because the transfer portal has become so prominent, like you got to have a team of, of transfer portal coverage people. You got to have your rankings out. And um, that's, pro it might be harder to do that than, than high school recruiting sometimes, yeah. like just because it's so, um, it's so chaotic. But um, I did, I think, I don't think Nebraska finished in the top 25 of the transfer portal rankings this year that they did last year, but that's more of a, um, I think that's a that's the product of not taking as many guys. I mean, they got what six in the transfer portal. Um, I think is the final number. Um, yeah, six guys. They're seventy first in the transfer portal rankings this year because like that's just that's not a very big class. Louisville's number so, one in the rankings because they got twenty six. So yeah. last so year I think they were in the top twenty five. Will this uh, evolve to where eventually you take a holistic look at the class and you factor in? Um, individual high school player ratings and any individual transfer player ratings. And it's all one class. Cause right now, like our transfer class gets graded separately than our high school class. But if you put it all together, like you're saying, we have a smaller number of transfers this year. A lot of Husker fans would be happy with that. And I, I would guess you put it all together. We're still a top 20 class. Do you think it's going to move in that direction? Or is that just too hard to do with transfers who maybe, maybe they were a four star three years ago, but they haven't played at the college they're at. Right. You know, is that just, no? Harder? so, so we do have that. It's the comprehensive team rankings. Um, I'm looking at it now. It's just, I think it's more. Um, so first off, yeah, we have comprehensive where it combines them. So there's 30 officially there's 30 high school signees um, and six transfer portal signees in the 2024 class. And that ranks. Uh, so a total of 36 
36 new um, signees officially, like non guys who aren't considered walk-ons or NIL type agreements. Um, and that ranks 22nd in the country, uh, Nebraska's 2024 class does, and they were 31st last year. Um, but I think it's, it's more, um, I, was, I want to say traditional is probably the best word to describe it of using the, just the high school ranking to say this is the number 18 signing class in, in the country because that's what we've done for, um, that's what everyone's done for two decades, two decades or more um, since what, 2000, 2001. So um, I, it probably will start becoming more, uh, more popular to, to say, all right, this is the default to look at the comprehensive, the combined ranking rather than just the transfer portal, just the high school recruiting um, rankings. But yeah, like you said, I mean, top 20, top 25 class, number 22 in the country is pretty solid. And then you look at the average star rating and um, Nebraska's 3.28 on our, on our scale, which is still top 25 um, and three point, I think three, three in the high school. So they're still top 25 in that. And that's, that's, that's rating your average, your average star rating. So you're getting quality, uh, quality along with it. In addition to the depth of the class, cause you get 30 guys and uh, a lot of other classes have like 22, 21 guys. It's like, of course, yeah, your ranking is going to be higher with 30 people than it is 21. But then you'd look over right to the next column and it's like, okay, well that's still top 25 when you're looking at just on a per player basis. Well, Zach, uh, that's great info. Um, and with with our uh, kind of, I guess, time constraints we have here, and we, and we appreciate you joining us today and giving up your time. Um, but I think we want to kind of close out with, you know, we've, we've got this kind of running thing uh, on the pod that we discuss where, you know, whether it's recruiting or it's a transfer portal uh, situation or something like that, there's, we found that these there's always these funny or kind of annoying fan reactions to either when a guy decides he's not going to come here or he flips and goes to another school. So there's some of the common ones that we thought of are, well, we didn't, we didn't want him anyway. My, yeah. My, my or, favorite one. I'll, I'll tell you my favorite one. In this yes, case. please. <laughs> oh, okay. So the other ones we have are the kids, the kids ahead case where he's got, you know, he's, he's a prima donna or something like that. Or we think we dodged a bullet. Um, <laughs> or if we do get a kid, you know, this, this kid's a sleeper. Like he was, he's a two or a three star, but, but nobody, he's, nobody he's, offered him. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 a hidden, he's a hidden gem. Yeah. Um, so do you, now we've got those, or even like late, lately, I think with the McCord thing, one of our buddies said, Oh, his, his dad, his dad's an right. his dad would have been yeah. a problem. <laughs> so what are, what are some, what are some other ones that you have? So I got a top three. Uh, you guys, you guys don't prepare me for the questions, which is how I want it. Like I just immediately popped off. Number one that. favorite. We cooled. Nebraska we cooled. cooled. Yeah, we, we decided we, we cooled on him. We, we backed cooled. off. <laughs> like, the, and obviously, every like that's become a running joke. Like, Dylan Rayola commits to Georgia. Uh, all good. Nebraska cooled. We didn't want him. <laughs> yeah. and, like that's that, I I think that one's hilarious. Like with his when he tweeted his senior highlight, uh, uh, his senior year highlights. I told you guys this story last time I was on, and um. I had a tweet all written out and I didn't, I wound up not hitting send because I'm like, eh, maybe that's too harsh or whatever. But I just said in that, in that tweet draft, I said, Nebraska, all good. Nebraska cooled. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. We don't want a guy throwing thousand mile an hour uh, heat Why down the middle off one foot falling on to his left. Nah. Right. Yeah. Who would want that? Um, 
second favorite is uh, is twisting it. Whatever, whoever the guy is who commits somewhere else, and then you get the next guy in. Or I'll say it like this: whenever someone um, someone that you really want the, the higher level recruit, at least rankings wise, like commits somewhere else, and then it's that's all right. We didn't want him to brass code, whatever. Like, take a look at this other guy. I've I've always thought this guy was the was the more intriguing prospect. I thought his traits, like they, they you start talking yourself into the <laughs> next guy that you could realistic more realistically get why he's actually a better prospect um, <laughs> than the than the five star guy that you missed out on. Um, those are those are top two. Um, and then, uh, then the top, the, the third one, which I actually hate this one this is like a pet peeve, but, um, the one I see the most is they drop the bag, just some sort of money reference. Like if he, if a kid flips from <laughs> Nebraska to an sec school, you just throw in the dollar sign sec yep. and <laughs> boom, you're in the money. You're going to get a bunch of likes and retweets or, um, favorites on that because if you go to the money, boom. And that's, uh, at the same time, not recognizing that, yeah, Nebraska pays the guys too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But now oh, it's legal. Now we're doing it legally. Yeah. Uh, right. Now it's all about board. <laughs> SEC's been doing it for I don't know how many years. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, this is a periodic reminder to all common fans don't tweet at recruits. They're 18 year old kids making fairly serious life decisions. And now there are financial implications for them and their family. So there's a lot more. There's always more to the story than we know. Don't tweet at kids. No. Don't don't direct anything at kids. And another this is sort of related, but not the same thing that really I find super annoying. Like when Chucky Hepburn was Nebraska native who's at Wisconsin was playing in Lincoln and were booing the kid. Yeah. And like somebody somebody put a video of that on Twitter and all the responses were like, it's part of the business or like, it's the big time. What do you expect? And it's like, no, no, the kid, he's playing for a top 10 program. Like he he thought that was the best opportunity for him. It just, it drives me absolutely nuts. These are young men, young people, whatever the sport you're watching, making decisions about what they think is best for them. You can like not boo them and still cheer for the Huskers. It's okay. Or right. not, not yeah. direct right. not direct vitriol at them on social media and still be a massive Husker fan. It's all okay. Right. Yeah. If 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 you reply with the 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 gif of like whatever someone someone announces a Nebraska offer, you put a gif out a gif or gif whatever. Um, it's debate. That's a debate that's going to be tomato uh, until the end of time. However you pronounce it. But if you tweet <laughs> just the the Nebraska gif, like all good, go Huskers. Cool. Like show your support. Just don't be. Don't be bashing them when they when they wind up picking a different school. That drives me crazy too. And it's sort of a um, I've I've come to the realization it's almost like a psychological thing where as fans we don't we cannot affect the game on Saturday or Sunday. We can't do it. We're not there. Like I mean, I pretend like I can. I wear the same. Make sure I, I wear the same say, shirt I, for every game. I I, I switch chairs. So, all right, let, let me go down on this rant. All right, so I make sure that the Chiefs coffee mug I have, it cannot be drank until game day, and it has to be two cups of coffee out of that same one. My dog, I put, he can wear his Chiefs bandana any day in the off season, but during the season, you can't wear it until game day. And then for a playoff run, it's got to be whatever you're wearing that first playoff game, if they win, run it back for the next game. And I'm not crazy enough to think that actually matters because it doesn't. 
It does, but you cannot prove to me scientifically. You (laughs) you cannot prove to me scientifically that it doesn't matter. Yes, like you, you, you I know it doesn't, but you can't prove that it doesn't. So it's like maybe butterfly effect. I don't know. Right. I never watched the movie, but I've heard of it. But I hear you. um, It's it's sort of the same uh, similar deal where you you can't affect the game. Um, You can't affect a Nebraska game while you're sitting at home watching. Like no matter how much you yell, no matter how much you say, why are we not running a screen here? Like, but recruiting, I think there's a psychological thing of like, well, I can help if I tweeted this recruit, say, come to Nebraska, we got this yeah. and that, this and that. Like, it's a perfect place for you that you could somehow affect change and help bring that guy to the program so that he can actually help the team win. Then it's like, well, see, like that, I helped. Like, yeah, I think there is a small that's, part of it with that. I think there's a psychological thing. I've been thinking about that for a while now. That, that's another favorite when when a high schooler like. Um, maybe tweets that like they're taking a visit to Nebraska or they show some sort of interest in Nebraska. And, you know, Johnny Husker, six, four, seven, you know, with 23 followers, like responds and like, come to Lincoln, young man, and, you know, get developed right. personally and professionally. And, but it's like, Oh, that's going to move the, that's going to move. That's going to move the needle. That's going to do it, Johnny. <laughs> now he's going to commit. Well, all right, Zach. Well, we know, uh, you know, we know you got, uh, you got other things to do today. So thank you so much uh, for your time. It's great to put a bow on the recruiting class. Uh, I think we agree with you. We're pretty excited about uh, where things stand given this class, the last class and what coach rule is building. So appreciate you kind of shining a light on that for us. Hope you enjoy your vacation. Any final words from uh, Zach or the other common fans, fellas? It is, it is pronounced Jeff. It is. It's, it's Jeff. Jeff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, Jeff. Yeah. Just like the, Jeff. Yeah, just like Jeff. See, exactly. I know it's, I know it's Jeff. It's like peanut butter. I try to remember that. Then now every time when debate, I say right? it, like when I say it out loud on a podcast or in a conversation, I'm like, uh, j- get whichever one it is. You said I always yourself. forget it's, in the moment. It's gift. Exactly. It's gift now for me, just because Jeff said it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's gift. It's gift forever now. <laughs> yeah. Well, All the right. first time you guys brought me on, you started calling him G off, and I was like, I'm 90 percent sure they're you can call joking, me but I, like, what? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just gonna say, hey man. Pronounce it. Hey, it's actually it's actually pronounced Joff. <laughs> exactly you, you can call English. you can call him whatever you want zach yeah um all right well thanks a bunch uh zach really appreciate you coming back on we look forward to having you again husker fans hang in there spring balls right around the corner as always gbr for life <laughs>